Stay a while and listen. Ladies and gentlemen, once you notice the truth, you never can forget it. It's possible to convert from a lie to the truth. But I never heard of anybody once having found the truth going back to a lie. Welcome to the Poolcast episode, I don't know. Um, we are here with, uh, I, I am Niggler, of, of course. This is a... Uh, this is Poolcast episode seven, I think, uh, and we're here with Ghost. Say hello, Ghost. Hello, everybody. And Billy's here. Hey, boys. Hey, you know, probably my favorite <laughs> story was, uh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> where, where he asked Homeboy to teach him how to dress. Ah, uh, dude. Okay. <laughs> anyway, and we also have Wilhelm here as well. How's it going, guys? our boy Wilhelm he's finally here um but anyway we uh know Wilhelm a long time wanted to have him on for a little while uh very fun guy very smart guy very musical guy uh a kick-ass musician Hmm. um isn't that right uh that's uh that allegedly 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 okay gotcha um so yeah we wanted to to chat with him for a little while um so First thing, how'd you get involved, uh, you know, in the movement in in general? Well, it's been a long time coming. I've always kind of been into politics, and I uh, I went from normal uh, rah rah Bush Iraq War kind of conservative, and uh, I remember distinctly. Uh, really liking Ron Paul, and I, I used to say, oh, I really like Ron Paul. Everything except for his position on Israel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I, uh, you know, as 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 the uh, as the old pipeline goes, the uh, the libertarian to fascist pipeline, where uh, you start reading George Lincoln Rockwell, William Pierce. Uh, for me, it was uh, kind of a little. Not as well known guy, uh, Harold Covington. He was he was a big he was a big inspiration. Yeah, North Northwest Front. Yeah, yeah, Northwest Front. You know, before I listened to any other podcast, I listened to Radio Free Northwest. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it was it, great. God bless his soul. Um, and uh, I continue to this day to be an advocate for what I call white Zionism. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, uh, I used to listen to uh, to uh, Buddy there. It was so this was all pre-Trump. So you were like pre-Memore red pilled, huh? Uh, no, you know I was a I was a big Trump guy. Uh, I <laughs> I hate to say it, I was kind of late to the show. Uh, I liked Rand Paul, and then when when Rand dropped out, I got into into Trump and populism, and and mm. I always. I always was more of a nationalist and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, it was it was the uh, getting disillusioned with Trump was uh, was a big push towards uh, our guy stuff. Yeah, I think it was like that for a lot of people. One of the things that I, I remember specifically was a family member of mine uh, during like the Trump stuff. I was never really too into Trump, but like. Um, a family member was just talking about how horrible he was. I was like, well, I mean, what actual policies is he, is he like, you know, proposing that you don't like? And he goes, she goes, well, you know, he said he was a nationalist. And I, and I was just, 
it blew my mind because I was already I'd already been red pilled a while, but it just blew my mind. Like, okay, how is that a bad thing? Yeah, I think a lot of my support from Trump came from not liking already not liking the people that hated him and seeing their absolute like mania when it came to hating Trump. And it was never anything that was like a policy issue or something. It was oh, it was like an enemy this, of enemy of my enemies, this. my friends. Yeah, and I'm like, well, if, if if you hate this guy, he must be all right. Yeah, he he definitely pissed off all the right people, and so you know the lib- liberal salt mine was real, and it was a lot of fun. And, oh, it was uh, so fun dunking of, on him. Of course, he dunked on uh, Megyn Kelly, you know, and dunked on Jeb Bush, and dunked on the Iraq War, and all the right things, you know. So it was fun at the time for sure. I forgot who it was, but the Jeb Bush shit. Uh, it was. I forgot what YouTube guy. I think it was like Vic Berger, maybe was his name, something like that. But he made all those uh, edits of uh, like Trump going against Jeb, and it was just like zooming on his face, and he goes, "Jeb is a mess." <laughs> yeah, all the uh, I love that shit. Was great. All the can't stump the Trump compilations and mm-hmm. the magapede stuff, and I mean, whew, that can't, that, that can't, takes can't, you way back. Can't cuck the tuck. <laughs> God, and to think that that was only less than a decade ago. I mean, it seems like an age ago. Touched. But uh, what made you? Uh, what made you get involved, like IRL? Uh, it was something Mike said. Uh, he was he was talking about the uh, the problem of infighting, the problem of the the general level of discourse on the internet being what it is. And he said, you know, that when you meet up IRL with guys when you have a group of people that you talk to, that you interact with in real life. The sort of infighting, the sort of purity spiraling, all the all of the negative, gross parts of the movement don't happen because yeah. you see people as real people. When when you have the keyboard in front of you and the screen in front of you, the person that you're interacting with is not a real person but when you look at a man in the eye there's you understand them and you can come to that understanding and you can be a part of a real movement that isn't just bickering mm-hmm. online yeah it's a lot, lot harder to be a dick to people when you're looking them in the eye than it is when you're behind a keyboard that's for sure so yeah. a lot of, oh yeah it's, it's a lot funny. easier to Burging. discuss and come to like consensus when yeah. you talk to someone in real life as opposed to you get entrenched and you get intransigent when you're talking online to people about, about how long have you been involved? Just generally, you don't have to give like a specific time or whatever, but we're coming right up to a year now, actually. Oh, wow. Cool, man. Yeah. 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 It, it, what you were saying, it is funny how, uh, you know, the computers and the internet have given us such a propensity. I mean, some of us, not, you know, people who are, uh, you know, not retarded, but like just a propensity to say shit you would never say in person. Just that, yeah, that kind of shit turns people into cowards, and uh, you know, they get people get comfortable, uh, you know, just being online and uh, arguing. Like that's why, that's why I was never a big poll fan, um, mm-hmm. because I, I have zero interest, you know, reading what a bunch of spurgs online have to argue about when I know that, like, you know, me and people around me are doing thing, you know, meaningful things in real life uh, that have zero to do with these people. Oh, um, hell. You can see it in 
when the when Patriot Front did the DC march. Uh, yeah. This has been this has been talked yeah. into the ground. But most of most of the content has been people talking about how conservatives reacted to it, calling people feds. But poll was just as bad. The, yeah. There'd be a there would be a thread on poll, and every other uh, comment is about how oh they're feds, they're feds, they're feds, they're feds. Yeah, We're anyone, never going to convince anyone on 4chan of anything. Anyone doing anything in real life is a fed. For 4chan. It's, it's funny because like it, it's like we were talking about with uh, and we'll get into this in a second, but like the uh, Jews and the goblins at Green Gods, like <laughs> these, people, these people like are are exposing themselves by projecting. I mean, they're, they're saying like, oh, these these people are fucking feds, and it's because they're fucking losers who would never lift a finger to do anything IRL. Yeah. Like, if if all you can do is is sit online and like so discontent for people doing like. Uh, activism and putting themselves out there, uh, you know. Let's again. It's been talked into the ground, but it's like, oh, oh they, they look too good. Like, yeah, yeah. nigger, <laughs> that's the point, <laughs> of course. But uh, it's frustrating. But I mean, it's it's less frustrating when you have uh, too much going on IRL with guys like you know our guys uh, that you just don't pay attention to that anymore. Like, I can't, I can't remember the last time I went on poll. I think it was like. Uh, the Brenton Tarrant thing was the last time I actually actively looked at Paul. Oh, God. It was like a thread on there. Um, but yeah, it's been a while, and I'm I'm very glad. <laughs> very glad I don't go on I'm there. Still a, I'm still a pretty regular visitor. I do check for, for happenings and, and whatnot. But, you know, they tend to they tend to fall for all of the uh, all the tricks. They were – who was the first people on the COVID train? They were the ones yeah. sharing all the videos of the Chinese people collapsing on the subways, yeah. and splurting yep. blood out their nose. <laughs> Medicare. They were on, that shit. They were on yeah. all the Q shit. They were on all of that. They were on all of that. And they, yeah, it, they that was where that shit was posted. That's where that stuff got big at. Yeah, well, speaking of feds, it's convenient a lot of times the guys posting that shit, it's, they glow a little bit. You know, like, I remember that you mentioned Brenton Tarrant. All that shit, you know, praise the saint and all that shit. The, all those guys ended up being feds, of course. You know, the, like the, the the bull gang or like the, bull the, cut the gang base, and shit. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. base. That's what it was. And yeah, those guys were terrible. Um, now I know, feel it, I, I feel sorry for those guys because if they if if any of those guys had been able to find and join exactly a group yes. like ours, they wouldn't have been. Yeah, they wouldn't have had to lash out. They were they would have been able to find a proactive, positive outlet for what they were feeling. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is like I'm I'm not saying like fuck all the guys who joined it because like the the thing about those groups is like Adam Wolf and the base, they were literally run by, uh, you know, known federal informants, and yep. they even there was a, I forgot where I saw this, but there was a thing where they talk about like. They look for guys who are loners, you know, have some sort of like uh, mental shit going on. People who are just, you know, not in a good place in their life, and yeah. they, you know, guys who who want to lash out and they encourage that shit rather than saying like, "Hey, like, hey, come into this group where you know uh, we give a fuck about you. We'll we'll take care of you. Like, we'll be your friends." And instead of uh, you know, "Hey, let's go fucking bomb a bank," or you know, let's. Like the the Adam Waffen shit is a is a prime example of that stuff. Yeah, uh, it was all contrived and it was it was all a big it was all a big op. Like the order at nine angles, all that stuff. 
David Sutter was the guy's name. And like, yeah, it's, it was all, you know, shown to be, uh, there was a national justice article about it. That was fantastic. But, mm-hmm. um, that's the, that's the danger of the holy online lifestyle, which, you know, I think, uh, you know, Willem, uh, was referencing there with what Mike was saying was that they, they targeted people that were isolated, alone and lonely, and needed some sort of uh, inspiration or some sort of community. And that community was guys always pushing them to be more and more radical, to be more and more mm-hmm. fed posty and violent, you know, yeah, but essentially violent and criminal. And, you know, so you take somebody like that and you, you rev them up with all sorts of rhetoric and then you, uh, you know, you just count on that person snapping at some point And it's really fucked up that they like, and they were talking to like teenagers too. Like some of those, yeah. some of those dudes they were roping in were like young. They were like, between 15 and 17. So no, they were kids. Most of them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They preyed on people that were like literally like adolescents, like a lot, a lot of them, uh, just being like edge Lords essentially, you know? Yeah. Well, what, what can we talk about? That's more positive now. Cause now I'm getting mad. Well, I wanted to, <laughs> I did, I did not know. Maybe this is my own ignorance, but I was not aware that, uh, that you were a big music guy. I like doing music too. So like, what have you, what do you work on? What do you do, uh, musically? What kind of, what kind of, uh, genres and stuff like that? I have been in and out of bands since I was about 13. Cool. Uh, I do, I do metal. Nice. That's, that's what I do. That I'm a, I'm a big metal head. What kind of metal, like death metal, black metal? Black like? metal. Nice. We share black metal sometimes. I don't know if that's what you play, but um, I uh, I like I like uh, you know genres, especially in metal. You know what I mean? You get these bands that are like funeral sludge doom death or <laughs> yeah. like yes, you know, like okay, we, at this point you're just making a yeah. like six. You're, you're making up your own genres. Yeah. <laughs> It's more like, uh, for me, it's more conceptual. So mm. I like to, I had a, I had a project where I was trying to kind of assemble a, a new mythology for the South. Cool. I was, I was, you know, creating monsters and, and stories about cities and, 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 you know, the, the development of the South from Indian territory to, you know these these monstrous cities that we have now, and it was very kind of Tolkien esque. Sounds Lovecraftian, honestly. Like uh, it, it was, it was like a, it was like definitely folklore, folk metal, but you know it was very lo-fi. Nice. Um, yeah. And it, you know, it's it it was definitely. I like the experimental stuff. Yeah. In my personal projects. In terms of listening to other experimental stuff, I really can't stand it. I'm like, oh, these fucking guys are... I can't listen to some twang uh, guitar for a 16-minute song. It's unbearable, even though I turn around and do that myself. It gets a little too bluesy sometimes, but at the same time, I've always... I've been a big metalhead since high school, and uh, my favorite stuff was always, like, that southern crusty like sludgy metal, like I hate God and like acid bath. I know Bill's an acid bath fan and, uh, you know, like crowbar and shit like that. Like there's this, like Pantera. There's like that certain, like if a little bit of blues and metal goes a long way too much and it kind of ruins it. But, uh, but yeah, I've always, that's always been my favorite. I always thought that that some of the best metal bands that ever existed were out of the South. Now I grew up back when, uh, Norma Jean was, Mm. was doing their thing. 
Yeah. Back when they were still called Ludacris. Out of Georgia. They, uh, yeah. Before they ran into issues uh, with that. So I was early <laughs> in the hardcore scene. Yeah, Solid State Records. I was big. Oh, man. I was trying to find, like, Christian metal back in the day. I was, like, so sick of all the, like, Satanism LARPing and shit. You know, I wanted something with a little bit more, I don't know, like, uh, solid base to it. Something actually, like, with some meaning to it, which some of that stuff had it at the time. Like, Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child is one of my favorite albums. It's incredible. I remember Demon Hunter, too. (laughs) Oh, man. Demon Hunter was great. I, uh, uh, my favorite was always Zayo. So, like, vocally, vocally, I always went after... Like trying to sound like Dan from Zayo. They did the uh, what was that album they did? Um, you, maybe you remember the name of it. Uh, something in Ferris or but it was like a based, um, based on Liberate uh, Ex Infernus. It was yeah. like uh, it was the Event Horizon. Uh, they was, they sampled a bunch from Event Horizon. Yeah, it was based on Dante's Inferno. So like every track was like a level of hell, and so as you're listening to the album, you're like descending through the levels of hell. It's fucking sick. badass. Yeah, it's a good album. Uh, Funeral of God by theirs is is their absolute best. I mean, they really haven't done a better album since then. Yeah, no, they had it. They had a song on that on that album with the the levels of hell that was basically like talking about how the Jews were damned for rejecting Christ. <laughs> it was. Oh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I wasn't uh, I wasn't jaywoke when I was listening to that, but I'm gonna have to go back to it. No, I, I wasn't either. But uh, since then, I've gone back and listened to it, and I was like, "Holy shit, these guys were skirting the line pretty hard." <laughs> like, I'll have to share that one with you later when we get off the call. But yeah, it's good shit. I've always, I've always been like a, a melodic, like black metal fan. Uh, yeah. Like, if, if I'm gonna listen to metal, it's either like, and I mean, I don't really necessarily consider like Rammstein metal, but so it's they're fucking super degenerate, but. God, they're so much fun to listen to, dude. I, I've been to Rammstein shows. It was like some of the best fucking times I've had. But like the black metal stuff, uh, like there's a band I really like called None. That's uh, like N-O-N-E. They're very melodic black metal, just like droning guitars. But like, uh, you know, it like creates kind of a soundscape. Um, and then like there's like the NSBM kind of music like Graveland and like Absurd. Uh, I love that's, Graveland. That's my shit, man. And ad hominem, they're another like NS uh, black metal band. Yeah. It's, fu- it's funny you mentioned uh, Ramstein because Meraki and I were like Ramstein posting hardcore the second night of uh, Oktoberfest. Where was <laughs> I, dude? You were gone. You, were gone. You, you left Friday night, but like Saturday night, we were just we were going hard, man. We just did like a huge like Ramstein playlist on the TV. It's my favorite band going. of all time. Yeah, they're all, yes. they've got great videos too, man. Some of them are kind of funny. Yeah. Like the one where they're all dressed up in fat fat suits and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. the the kind of loose. There's some good uh, black metal from the United States too. I, I know most of it's from Sweden and Norway and and whatnot, but um, which is probably why you like it so much, right? But um, I like Texas Noir too. There's a band out of uh, other oh, good. Yeah, there's a band out of Texas called Absu, which is all like fucking uh, philemic magic, like black metal, which is kind of gay, but. But they're a good band, um, and then of, co- of course Goat Horror with uh, the guy from uh, from Acid Bath is a, is a great black metal band, kind of sludgy but also bluesy. I've but, heard of Goat Horror. I heard just that name definitely yeah, kinda, sticks in my brain. <laughs> kind of sticks in your head a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> you like black metal at all, uh, Willem? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like uh, like Case was saying, we uh, we we share black metal back and forth, and I have nice. been listening to none. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I watched this. Uh, I'm trying to find it now. Uh, How do you spell blood, that, by the way? N O N E. Okay, I need to check that yeah. out. But I was just amazed. Like, I joined the group and I was sharing some of my stuff, which I'm doing some more like folky stuff or whatever. And the guys start posting the stuff that they've done. And it's just album after album after album of well produced black metal. And I was just blown away at the level of production quality and and instrumentation, just the the songwriting ability. I mean, I had no idea. I had some sort of idea that there were a lot of NS black metal bands out there, like in Europe and whatnot, but I didn't know that the United States just has like tons and tons of it. And there's a few of our guys who have some kick ass fucking bands. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to hear you do some more some more metal. I mean, all your Christmas songs have been nice. But, uh, I mean, can't I can't can't headbang to Carol of the Bells. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you can. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was thinking about doing I've been listening to the what's it called? The Far Cry 5 out uh, soundtrack. Oh, it's oh, so yeah. good. It's yeah, so good. good. I love it. But I was thinking about doing uh, We Will Rise Again as like a metal song. And uh, sick. I think that would be pretty awesome, you know. All right, so well, future collaboration coming in. Don't. Yeah, don't I mean, let's do it, man. Your microphone. Would love to collaborate with you, man. That'd be great. Um. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that uh, Messer, he's got the same drum kit that the guy from Rush does. So does he really? Um, oh, I think it's a spot. I mean, it's like snare for snare, symbol for symbol remake. Yeah, he's awesome. He was playing. We did a hike trip recently, and he uh. Gave me a ride to and from the camp, and he was playing some stuff. He has, like, just, like, hundreds of CDs of their recordings, and he played one that was just them fucking around. But for them just fucking around, it was amazing, you know? That was uh, that was always my favorite part of band practice was, like, the first part. Everybody gets together, and it's, like, a guy brings in a guitar riff, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think it would be really cool if I added this in. And that really collaborative effort, That's uh, that's some super white shit right there. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I was in bands at, back in high school and whatnot. I was in a death metal band my, you know, first year of college, uh, and uh, I was doing vocals, and that was fun. I was writing some pretty raunchy shit, and um, but uh, I haven't really done like a the band thing recently, and I miss it because it's so much different than working on stuff by yourself. You know, it's uh, you get all the different influences that everybody has, and it just creates something different that you're not used to challenges you and makes you kind of get outside your comfort zone a little bit, you know? I think it's the same process. Like when, when movies used to be good, it was cause you had like a collaborative effort. A director might have an idea or a screenwriter might have an idea for a story, but practically this thing does, doesn't work. And you know, the collaborative effort makes the art. Right. And like, music is that same way. There's like some people, great solo artists, but people, most great bands are great because of that chemistry between the singer, the guitarist, the drummer, and, and that the collaboration is where it's at. That's where the magic is. Oh, yeah. And they, uh, you know, some bands like, for instance, Pink Floyd, some people are fans, some people aren't. I'm loving the baby giggles in the background, by the way. But, oh, you uh, can hear that? Yeah. yeah. She's having a ball. Yeah. It's very, very wholesome. We like that. I'm wholesome. over here living the 14 words, guys. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But like, uh, yeah, Pink Floyd, a lot of, you know, some guys are fans, some guys aren't. But it's funny to see the fact that like Gilmore and Rogers, like together, they're awesome. But by themselves, they're not so awesome. You know, it's like they uh, like riffing off of each other. They do something different than they do alone. And it's just better. So 
Let's talk about that article you sent about those fucking monkeys, dude. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, let me uh, post that in the chat for you guys here. I have that pulled Please. up, actually. I'll, I'll start reading it here. I got it pulled up. But yeah, I posted in there. Enraged monkeys kill 250 dogs by dragging <laughs> them to the top of buildings and dropping them off out of revenge after after pups killed one of their infants in Indian village. Horrific incidents reported in Majaldaon and Lavul village in India's Maharashtra. So basically, okay, here. Enraged monkeys have killed 250 dogs in an India district by dragging them to the top of buildings and trees and dropping them. Panic-stricken residents have also come under attack and, and say the acts of animal violence have been carried out in revenge after <laughs> a pack of dogs killed one of the monkeys' infants. The horrific incident... Incidents have been reported in the village of blah, 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 where 250 dogs are said to have been killed by rampaging primates. I mean, I'm, I'm torn on this one, dude, because I'm a, I'm a big dog guy. I know you're a big yeah. dog guy, Case. I love dogs, but uh, I also kind of have an affinity for monkeys. I just, I, you know, I like monkeys. I don't like niggers, but I like monkeys. So who do you side with in the... In the monkey dog race war. I don't know, dude. It's pretty rough. Like, there's pictures on here of like this this, you know, giant ass baboon carrying this poor puppy. I don't know. I can't. It's making me angry. I don't like. I don't like <laughs> yeah. things that kill puppies. I, I'd rather. Uh, I'd rather those monkeys get dropped off. To be honest with you. I mean, this is this is insane. They've got videos and whatnot. This is, by the way, guys. This is on uh, the DailyMail.com. And uh, published on the 17th of December, but uh, but yeah, this is this is some crazy shit. Apparently, monkeys in India are just like a scourge. Like I've heard of, uh, I have some uh, some friends of the family that are from South Africa, and it's not uncommon for baboons to break into your house. They're crazy, dude. Mon monkeys in general are fucking crazy. I was I was watching uh, this video. This dude, uh, he does like survival videos. He's an Australian guy. Um, and, like, this monkey was just giving him the hardest fucking time. Like, he was doing, like, a three-day survival challenge on this island. And uh, he was trying to get this fucking chicken. He found a chicken on the island. So he was trying to get it so he could cook it. And this monkey was just giving him hell, dude. And he was he was talking about how, like, monkeys will just straight up attack people. Like, they're just little pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I'd have to side with the dogs because I don't know if I, if I really like monkeys. I mean, they have, uh, the baby ones are cute and shit, but I mean, if they're going around killing puppies over like one monkey baby, like if monkeys kill their own babies and shit, what does it matter if a puppy killed one? They've got a, a little blurb here. They say clearly not content with the extermination of dogs. Monkeys are now said to be going after young children. School oh, children no. are reportedly being attacked by monkeys, creating a further sense of panic among villagers. In one reported instance, an eight-year-old was grabbed and dragged away by the monkeys, forcing villagers to throw stones at them to scare them away. Jeez. Jesus Christ, man. See, uh, this... I do this... like this comment a little further down where it says maybe the U.S. can donate a plane load of pit bulls. That ought to fix the oh, that's problem. Good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, that... that is something that I would like to see. Best rated <laughs> like... comment. <laughs> Best rated comment on the article, if you scroll down, says, well, that's. 
That's a cheery little news story. Thanks, Daily Mail. <laughs> I mean, w- the thing is, is though I kind of do admire the monkeys as much as I don't want them killing dogs. I do kind of admire the monkeys uh, for like racially collectivizing right. and you know killing the fucking and uh, you know t- taking revenge on the uh, the animals that hurt their young. Imagine if that happened. Uh, I don't know somewhere like here. Yeah, I mean, we have monkeys, you know, in uh, in America. Hurting our children. That are hurting children, right. And um, so it would be interesting if other primates, not not monkeys, but, you know, humanoid ones, were to, you know, take on the same ethic. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, but, of course, we would never drop anyone off a building. But, uh, oh, my God. I, mean, can't, I can't even believe that you guys are mentioning it. Things should be done. You know, um, if... Uh, if we took if we took care of our own like that, at least you know more of us did, then uh, maybe it would be a little bit of a better place. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the of what the monkeys are doing. Just don't like that they're doing it to the pups. Right, Indian kids on the other hand, you know, I mean, Indian kids, you could take them. I don't care. I'd rather <laughs> take the to, Indian kids. I might have to be on the other side of this, and you know, that puppy knew that it was doing wrong by killing that monkey and the monkeys are just exacting some some justice yeah wonder, yeah no, you're right this is true i wonder if the monkeys are sick of the indians pooping in the street you know because monkeys oh. at least poop in the bushes you know they have a little bit more civility now that is the story i would like to read monkeys picking up indian poop off <laughs> the streets and throwing it throwing back. it back at them yeah <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw earlier, but one of our our guys was talking about like the the tiny bit of like ancient Aryans still in the in Indians, and I'm just like, man, I, I don't oh. see it. Like that might that might be like a point one percent DNA thing or whatever, but like, God, can't like they're just like some of the worst fucking people. Yeah. Like the, they're horrible to do business with because they will never like they'll never come to an agreement. Like. I've worked in jobs before where I had to deal with, like, a lot of Indians in the area I was in. And holy shit, like, you can never just finalize some business with an Indian. Like, you get to, like, say, signing a contract or something, and they'll come, like, after they've already signed a bunch of shit, right when you're at the end signing the paperwork, and they're like, oh, maybe I do this kind of monthly payment. like, And it's like, no, dude, you signed everything already. Don't do this to me, fucking Patel. But uh, uh, from my <laughs> that's understanding, what they call them. Uh, from my understanding, the the Aryanized portion of India is like the very northern part, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's not the high. It's not the part the population of like New Delhi. And I even knew a guy in college that was from like the jungles out in like eastern India, and he didn't speak Indian. He spoke some like jungle dialect. Where even people from India didn't understand what the fuck he was saying. Now you like get into no, that's Africans. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you get into like the the history of the of the Hindu religion, you know the uh, the whole thing. The Vedas are based on India being invaded by Aryans, right, from mm-hmm. the north, and so their whole caste system was to maintain the royal bloodlines. You don't mix with the untouchables. You don't mix with the darker skinned mm-hmm. peoples. And they even had a god. I forget off the top of my, my head what it, what, it, what he was called. But he had a blonde hair and blue eyes and basically was just killing monkey people all the time. That's, like, <laughs> that's just what yeah. he did. I've read, some, uh, I've read some stuff 
like not very much i'm not super well read on like the like the ancient indian religions like hinduism and stuff but like some of that shit is is very cool i mean like the uh you know like the kali yuga kind of stuff is is really interesting to read about but um yeah i i've never i've never given it too much thought my immediately or my immediate reaction when i hear indian is just like stinky poo poo you know yeah well it's it's also funny excuse me because you talked about Indians being uh, deceptive in business. Their entire religion is based on the concept that, that the gods are easily easily tricked, and it's kind of the way that the Jews like treat their deity, right? Like they can put a, a piece of fishing line around the entire community, and therefore they haven't like broken their law or whatnot related to mm-hmm. leaving, leaving the house on the, on the Sabbath. But uh, the Indians, they their whole like religious practice, like they interpreted the Aryan religion as meaning, oh well, if I do this, then I can trick the demigod. Or whatnot. Mm. So in business, they act the same way. They 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 have an attitude. It's kind of like even Turkish people or people from that area. They if they're not screwing you over in the business transaction, it's not a good deal. You know, like they they they've got to basically fuck you yeah. over, or else they're not doing good business. So, not exactly. So what you're exactly. saying is Indians, the brown Jew, right? Yeah, exactly. Dude, <laughs> it's, yes. It's like you the have a, a Jew. Jew. A Jew and an Indian trying to close a contract is like hell on earth. Oh, right. dude, I would love to see that. I'd probably kill myself within five minutes of listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so frustrating. <laughs> also, uh, you sent that uh, that other one about the because I was watching a video about this the other night. The metaverse. Oh yeah. Uh, apparently, the metaverse has a groping problem. Yeah, I don't know if you can post that in the chat. I don't have it pulled up, but. I don't either. Um, I can read it though, but uh, for people who who may not know, which pretty much probably everyone knows, I would assume. But like Facebook is, uh, they're changing their name to Meta. They're also making this VR. Uh, it's sort of like Second Life, I guess. If y'all remember that uh, fucking thing, do y'all remember Second Life? Oh yeah, dude. The Second Life has the weirdest fucking people on it. There's a Billy. Were you saying something? I was just gonna say, what a great game! Love that game. Are you being for real? Have you played Second Life? Oh yeah, I used to love that shit, dude. Dude, are you serious? You played Second Life? <laughs> I love it. What a great game! You know, you meet the most interesting people on there. Oh my god, bro! There's a guy who who does a YouTube channel uh, called Daniel from Second Life, and dude, he just goes in and like, cause all the people on Second Life now. I guess have been on for like 15 or 20 years, however long it's been around. And they're all like these boomers who do like, like real money, real estate deals for pieces of real estate inside second life. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen. Uh, but, um, he goes in there and just fucks with them. He makes fantastic videos. Um, but, uh, I guess they're, he's, they're trying to make a sort of space kind of like second life called the metaverse. I doubt, I don't think you're going to be able to like buy in game real estate or anything, but like, it's basically just like wait, a, you will. <laughs> maybe it's it's like a VR. Basically, it describes it as a VR social media platform, Horizon Worlds. Um, let's see. Early descriptions of the platform make it seem fun and wholesome, drawing comparisons to Minecraft. Don't 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 talk don't do about that. Minecraft. Don't do that. that. (laughs) Yeah, I'll draw comparisons in Minecraft. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't do this. Minecraft, Minecraft is good. Don't talk about Minecraft like that, man. Uh, In Horizons, in Horizon Worlds, up to 20 avatars can get together at a time 
to explore, hang out, and build within the virtual space. So I guess you can build shit. Uh, but not everything has been warm and fuzzy. Dun, dun, dun. According to Meta, on November 26th, a beta tester reported something deeply troubling. She had been groped by a stranger on Horizon Worlds. On December 1st, Meta revealed that she'd posted her experience in the Horizon Worlds beta testing group on Facebook. Uh, Meta's internal review of the incident found that the beta tester should have used a tool called Safe Zone. Oh my god! <laughs> you have to... That's so funny, safe dude. Spaces within the metaverse. This might have but... something to do with the vice president being named Vivek Sharma. So literally, you have Indians groping people in the metaverse. Oh like, my god! Please, yeah. Please, he's you a... would show Bob's. Yeah, he's <laughs> coming in trying to see some vagine. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it says safe zone. That's part of a suite of safety features built in the Horizon Worlds. Safe zone is a protective bubble users can activate when feeling threatened. Oh, my <laughs> <the> God. Fuck? <laughs> Within it, no one can touch them, talk to them, or interact in any way until they signal that they would like the safe zone lifted. Uh, yeah, Vivek Sharma, the vice president <laughs> of Horizon, called the groping incident absolutely unfortunate. Uh, telling the Verge, that's good feedback for us because I still want I want to make the blocking feature trivially easy and findable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not the first time a user has been grouped in VR, nor will it be the last. But the incident shows that until companies work out how to protect them, protect participants, the metaverse can never be a safe place. It's just it's crazy, dude. This is all like Zuckerberg's uh, VR fascination with his Oculus and whatnot, like that that creepy Jew. <laughs> Did you like an alien, you know? Did you see his like announcement uh for for Meta like and the metaverse and shit? Yeah. Like dude, he that guy like he everything he does, like every movement he makes just does not seem right. It looks it's just so unnatural. Just the way he acts, talks and like just doing normal shit. He's just like the most unnatural being ever. Well, they like, call like it they, seems they, like he is like a virtual reality character. I know. <laughs> he's like a he's like a an NPC in like a, a VR game or something. <laughs> he is. Dude is like he's profiting off of the metadata. So it's literally like they want to take you know everyone's on Facebook and like giving their real name and like posting where they are and posting like timestamp videos or, or photographs or whatnot and building this like online profile. And they're profiting off of that metadata. And so now they literally want you to step into like the virtual world of metadata. So you're you're not only gonna be like exposing your entire life to to uh Zuckerberg, but you're also yeah. gonna be like living. Now you're there. Now you're in his yeah. oh. You're in his you're in his world now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is the lawnmower man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> no, but uh it, it's also funny, like I, his hair has just gotten like more hilarious as time has gone on. Like, I it, I don't know what it is, but like his hair just looks so unnatural and so weird. Like, I do y'all know what I'm talking about? Like his hairline. Oh yeah. It looks like he looks like something from Star Trek. Like he looks like a Star Trek character. If you put on like a like an Enterprise suit, he would look very in like you know in place. Dude, He's this just is fucking strange. This paragraph is amazing. I just have to read this. I'm sorry. In the letter, Bella Meyer described entering a multiplayer mode where all characters were exactly the, the same save for their voices. 
Quote, in between a wave of zombies and demons to shoot down, I was hanging out next to Big Bro 442, waiting for our next attack. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, Big Bro 442's disembodied helmet faced me dead on. His floating hand approached my body, and he started to virtually rub my chest. Stop, I cried. (laughs) This goaded him on, and even when I turned away from him, he chased me around, making grabbing and pinching motions near my chest. He even shoved his hand towards my virtual crotch and began rubbing. There, quote, there I was, being virtually groped in a snowy fortress with my brother-in-law and husband watching. Oh my god. What, what, what are you fuck, what are you dude? doing, Big Bro 442? <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, just take off the headset. Really? I mean, it's that out. easy. Push the button. Push the power button. Like I you know, as much as I don't advocate for people, you know, sexually harassing women and shit, because I'm a, a woman respecter, but like really right. though, like what I'm like that's just the shit that happens in video games with with girls it sucks but it is but like and if you can't handle that like turn it off or go play like a a different game or just don't talk like something that stephanie meyer would come up with dude yeah and she'd like it though because yeah exactly she's like i was virtually wet because i was virtually Oh my god! Uh, I I could see his virtual bulge coming towards me. Oh man! What did you just post? That's a good one. Oh, I'm just posting. I've got a couple others here. Our flaming hot Cheetos being. Didn't we talk about that already? Oh my god! If they discontinue flaming hot Cheetos, do you know what the (laughs) niggers will do? Riots in Atlanta, buildings burning down. (laughs) Holy shit! They will get flaming hot. Oh yeah, dude. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we talked about that hot Cheeto thing like a couple episodes ago, didn't we? Oh yeah, we talked about how niggers love flaming hot Cheetos, and there are like oh yeah, that was that bitch in the the barefoot picture. She was holding those like pork rinds. Oh yeah, and yeah. those like Walmart flaming hot Cheetos. That was, yeah, like, like the generic version of yeah, flaming hot Cheetos, the worst version. They have like flavors like flaming hot Cheeto flavored like other food too. I can't remember exactly what it was, but this is like a big thing. So yeah. If the Flaming Hot Cheetos go away, this is what really, I mean, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, all this stuff going on. This is really what's going to pop. All culminating up to this. I need to show you all something real quick before we we go uh, any further, because this was something I meant to post. And you can just cut this like part out while I'm looking for this because it might take a second. Sure. But do do you all know who Nick Akato Avocado is? Unfortunately. So he's like this obese. He didn't used to be obese. Oh, did they delete it? Oh, my God. But um, so he's like this YouTuber guy, uh, extremely obese and ex- just a disgusting human being. Um, and it's actually like he he's like he's a fag, too. Uh, but he used to be like this, uh, like, I guess, a vegan YouTube channel. Um, and then he started doing like those mukbangs. They've talked about him on TDS before, um, but he started doing all these mukbangs and he, he like over the years you've just seen him get like bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger it's it's sick jesus but it's so funny dude and like um he like goes on these like emotional meltdowns but anyway so the stop anti-semitism oh yeah they deleted the tweet jesus christ but the stop anti-semitism twitter account 
um, they posted this meme video of like this one half of the screen shows like a like Holocaust statistics and the population of like Jews in uh, Europe at the time of like you know the the Holocaust mm-hmm. and um, he's just like eating and looking at that side of the screen going oh there's no way oh. That is so exaggerated, like, with his really gay, but, like, they thought it was real, and they're like, YouTuber Nick Akato Avocado uh, is showing blatant anti-Semitism, like, what are you going to do, Susan Wojcicki? And, like, everyone in the comments was just clowning on these fucking kikes, uh, because, like, they, they just had no idea it was a joke, they just jumped immediately onto it because they saw anti-Semitism, but it was so funny, I wish the tweet was still up. Uh, anyway, we they have, uh, here on this, yeah. this, um, Flaming Hot Cheetos article is at the sun. Okay. And, um, it's entitled, uh, are Flaming Hot Cheetos being discontinued? And they've got towards the end of the article here, they've got this great little thing where it says, uh, a massively popular snack. The alleged shortage of Flaming Hot Cheetos has led to many people taking to social media accounts to share their opinion on the matter. One user wrote on Twitter, What's in the air? Why are folks wild today? Is it the holidays? Is it the candle sale? Is it the hot Cheetos shortage? Please let me know. Another user added hot Cheetos and and chicken tendies shortage. Not sure what I'm supposed to eat now. (laughs) Final comment. Me getting ready to fight for the last hot Cheetos bag at the store because this shortage got me fucked up. Another dude, they will be like, I I guarantee you there, there will be some videos of like, Negresses or like or Latinas too. Latinas love flaming hot Cheetos. Like it'll be some mixture of non-white women fighting over the last uh, bag of flaming hot Cheetos to the death. Uh, and you know if it's if it's like those fat black women, you know like their shirts are gonna come up and their like jungle tits are gonna go flying everywhere like they always do in those fight videos. That's the funniest fucking part, bro. Well, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm putting out a call right now, guys. If you see flaming hot Cheetos, buy as many bags as you can. We need to accelerate, okay? We need to, <laughs> yeah. We need to uh, stockpile flaming hot Cheetos and, and go go in your there. nearest ghetto and just dump them down the storm drain in front of <laughs> all these black people. Oh, I just, thought it was uh, I thought it was a part of our hair extension and wig business where we're gonna wait right, for yeah. all of the flaming hot Cheetos to sell out and then make yeah. banks on them fifty dollars a bag. Yeah, That's a good they, idea. When when niggers get UBI, we're gonna be opening uh you know spinner rim stores and uh you know hair extensions and we'll be selling flaming hot Cheetos on eBay for a hundred dollars a bag. <laughs> Hell yeah! Right at the register, we're gonna have a whole empty place where people can put their mixtapes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they have them at the gas station next to my uh like close to my uh my house like a couple miles away like the closest gas station is fucking um it's got like mixtapes on the front like i guess like the the local nigs will go up there and like talk to the packy and uh ask to to put their mixtape up there it's pretty funny. oh my god have you heard the latest fire track from juicy boy <laughs> juicy boy <laughs> bro they've got the the chronic like stacks of the chronic at a at a uh pajit grocery you know little convenience store near me <laughs> selling for like a dollar yeah with know. like one of those like terrible like copy paper printed album covers oh yeah all, yeah, all like, faded and shit <laughs> like super shitty quality uh medium like the cd will like will wear out with one play you know <laughs> now, we need, i want to i want to see some niggers selling cassette tapes maybe i'd buy one of them oh hell yeah dude 
I love cassettes. We need to bring those back. Didn't uh, didn't some restaurant do like flaming hot Cheetos mac and cheese or something? Yes, dude, that was it. That's what I was trying to think of. I'm sure. <laughs> that 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 Nicocado avocado guy makes a bunch of shit with flaming hot Cheetos. Like you have like a giant platter of flaming hot Cheeto noodles and shit. They and love he, making. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. You made yeah. You fucking stuffed a turkey with some flaming yeah. hot Cheetos. Oh my god. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like something that Taco Bell would make a shell out of. I'm surprised I mean, Taco Bell hasn't jumped on it. This is gonna happen. Any of you entrepreneurs out there, you need to get on variations of flaming hot Cheeto flavored food because this is gonna be a big deal. <laughs> get a hold of my contacts at Taco Bell. That's right. I mean, they had those those nasty Dorito shells. Those are pretty Shit. bad. I mean, ta- dude, Taco Bell is just like it's garbage, man. Like, it, and I remember seeing. I remember people used to always say, like, "Well, it was like uh, found to be like the healthiest fast food." Bullshit. Yeah, I remember people used to say that all the time, but it's just it's kind of just garbage. Someone needs to come out with flaming hot Cheeto flavored fried chicken, and uh, oh, yeah. that's that's, so, that's already there somewhere. <laughs> Niggers have done that be washing their turkeys and then coating it in hot cheeto dust dude they're so black people like i was watching this thing about wash like black people washing their meat some of these niggers actually wash their meat with like soap like Uh, soap and water oh yeah they they don't just rinse it off they they use soap on it why 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 are they doing this i don't because they're retarded but like (laughs) it was just the nastiest shit i've ever seen like I can't imagine like biting into a piece of chicken and like it tastes like burnt soap. I, I guess mean, melted soap. I don't know. It's nasty. There were guys. I forget what it was that we saw recently that uh, that it was just not a surprise. Like the whole surprise at things niggers do thing has gone away. Like we don't have it anymore. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like when I see stuff like that now, I just kind of like raise my eyebrows a little bit and I'm just like, huh, <laughs> it's not not that surprising anymore. She nigga, we be washing all chicken so we don't get the E. coli, the Ebola, the down salmonella, the shit. <laughs> we washing that shit with bleach. <laughs> oh my god, what was it? It was fucking uh what was it they were putting in their hair? It was mayonnaise. <laughs> that's what it was. I thought it was gorilla glue. Yeah, well, yeah, got, there was that negress who put gorilla glue in her hair. She she did something else again that made her have to like I saw this on Twitter the other day. She did something else where she got into uh, quite a pickle uh, doing something with her hair. But oh, yeah, she was crazy, bro. The gorilla glue bitch. <laughs> but mayonnaise hair stuff. I mean, that's one of the memes, right? That like white people be and they, they mayonnaise all the time and shit. And the niggers are putting it in their hair. Yeah. I just love it. It's perfect. I, I actually, dude, the shit that black people put in their hair astounds me because like I was looking for some pomade one time just like for my hair and I got I grabbed what was like cheap at the time. It was like a I don't know, some orange uh tin. I don't remember what it was called. But when I say that that shit would just not come out of my fucking hair and I oh, yeah. realized what it was, it's the the shit that they use for waves. Like those black people like put that shit in their hair and they put a do rag on so they get those waves in their hair. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? So, yeah. Huh? Some of that cholesterol, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, but I, that shit would just not come out of my hair. I'm trying to find out what it was called, but, like, I, I washed my hair for days and days, and it just wouldn't. Oh, here it is. It's called Murray's. Murray's. Ah. 
Pommy. You, you don't use fop? Dude. <laughs> what the fuck is that, bro? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't want fop, God damn it! I'm a Dapper Dan man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dude. I guess that's what... Is that what that is? Oh, yeah. Because that shit will not come out of my foot. That shit... Will, it would not come out of my hair, dude. It was well, gross. Black people's hair is essentially fur. Let's be honest. Well, I okay. barely wash it too. I mean, you got you know your your lighter skin, uh, blacks or whatever that maybe they have hair that is kind of like hair, but like real nigger hair. That's that shit. It's just not like you can't do anything with it, bro. That's why you see fat negresses with the spandex yeah. and the shaved head, and then maybe they they're wearing a wig on the weekend. Shit. Go ahead. I found out <laughs> that black sweet women daggers. like exclusively wear wigs. I was mm, blown yeah. away. Dude, I, I found that out like like years ago, like a couple years ago. Like most people know that thing, and I just never fucking knew that. And when what? I realized that like uh pretty much every black bitch wears a wig, I was just like, What? Yeah, dude. It, it makes they, sense. They shave their head and then they wear a wig. I mean, that's yeah. why the, we, it's it's a meme, the the hair extensions and stuff, but it's real. I mean that's the other thing. Like they put hair extensions in because their hair is fucked, so they need mm-hmm. like other ethnicity hair to put in to make it look like they actually have hair. Yeah, dude. And then like they, they call like a, you know, I think it's disgusting, but like have like white people having dreads or something like that's cultural appropriation. But like, bitch, right. you wear wigs. You got blonde hair, and you're trying to say the dreads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, nigger. <laughs> I saw a nigger today at lunch that uh, I swear to God, and this is a guy, right? And he had dreadlocks that looked like, Ugh, like they were hair extensions just attached to his head. And I'm wearing like a misfit shirt, and he's like, "Hey man, I like your shirt." And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> "Okay, guy, I'm sure you listen." That's to so podcast. gross, man. Like you seeing these bug blacks, though, you know. Did <laughs> like, I should have told him you had? Should have told him you had something to say. I got something to say. That's right. You're speaking of bug blacks, um, a very long time ago, uh, in the old right wing Facebook days, um, there was a a person that we found. Um, he was like the ultimate bug black. Um, but he had like he straightened his hair to have emo hair. Um. Yeah, and we we it was like someone that somebody knew, and it was like their ex boy, like this chick's ex boyfriend or something, and uh, we were just clowning on him, like because like so like he's like this gay, like this bisexual emo, like hair straightened dude, and we found out that the dude had like a fart fetish, like oh my god, dude, it was so funny, like we we were just clowning on him and going down his facebook feed and we went down like multiple years and we found this dude just like constantly talking about like smelling farts it was fucking gross and like talking about his uh his ex-girlfriend farting on him and so like it for like two years me and like that like my group of friends had the gay emo farting nigger meme but uh (laughs) Oh <laughs> he was just like, uh, how how do you know about that? Who who you is? Like, <laughs> oh my god, dude! But dude, like, was the, that the dude that was like, I want your I want your flavor noodles all over my face. Oh, uh, what are you talking about? Oh come on! <laughs> you know he's like, I want I want you if you a big strong white man, I want you to come over and fart in my face and just rub your flavor. Oh noodles dude, I know who milk. you're talking. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The one that's like, I'm in love with white guys' farts. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it seems like Tuesday or something or or Thursday. Tuesday. Yeah, that's. I forgot, dude. I, yeah, we we me and my girlfriend saw him on a cringe compilation, and we looked that fucker up. That dude is crazy. Dude. I want your fart noodles all over my face. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dude, that shit was so nasty, bro. Yeah, Dude, and that guy looks like a... Pay. Hmm? He was even willing to pay, you know? Dude, someone did an interview with him. Some, like, podcast, I think, did an interview with that guy. But, yeah, he, he looks like a fucking mongoloid, dude. He's disgusting. <laughs> That's like there's an OnlyFans lady that I saw an article about. She's apparently making like over a hundred grand a year for selling uh, selling her farts in jars. Uh, it's like the 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 uh, Delphine thing of like her bathwater has come uh, full circle to now like jarred fart smell. That's so gross. Okay, well, I don't <laughs> I don't, don't want to keep talking about this. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We get kicked off America uh, what- for. Talking about yeah, Gordon is gonna be appalled. This is appropriate. <laughs> Sorry, Gordon. <laughs> we love you, Gordon. <laughs> Gordon's gonna be DMing you. So what's this young lady's OnlyFans again? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need this for research purposes. <laughs> Can you loan me ten dollars? <laughs> oh my God. So I've got. Uh, other than that, I've got a couple things here. There's this. Uh, this guy who's apparently been spraying swastikas on major, major landmarks in uh, New York City. But this guy, uh, I posted in the chat, this guy painting swastikas in New York City. Motherfucker painted a swastika on the New York City bull outside the exchange. And if you look at the video, this guy looks a little swarthy. I'm not going to say anything. I'm well, he's got a bit of a nose on him, too. He does have a little nose. It's kind of what you do in Rabbi. I mean, he looks a little hunched over, to be honest. And uh, so I, it's just funny to me, like we had the Seth Green, Sarah Silverman, like elf thing. Right. And it's just like, it, you know, some of the guys have said that it's a little interesting that our guys have been able to just face roll these people on every comment section with like zero opposition. And then this shit comes out. So I wonder, are we going to be seeing some like, oh, God, anti-Semitisms legislation soon? You know, are they going to like it's either that or it's a covid thing it's uh democrats are the real nazis this is right. just like mm-hmm. joseph mingala dr fauci uh tyranny. God, that, that dude at that town hall meeting who was like psychotically screaming hail fauci did you see that video oh god no a, uh, fortunately a, i missed that one he's at some like i don't know if it's a town hall or, or something like that but it's some like dude with dreadlocks who's talking about like Oh yeah, no, these COVID restrictions is just like Nazi Germany, and he's like oh my freaking God. out, dude. He's freaking out, and uh, he's like, you know, like, oh, how are we gonna get numbers soon? And then he just like does a a salute, you know, and like sarcastically is screaming and like red in the face, just going, "Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci!" Like it was, it was a very uncomfortable to watch. I'm real, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. mean, I can see that being that something like that, like, oh, uh, oh, you guys are, you guys are gonna, you know, I'm, we ain't gonna wear the mask. I mean, like, I'm not gonna wear the fucking mask. But like, the people who, uh, who are just like obsessed with that are are so frustrating. And the people who do like the, you know, why don't why don't you put a yellow star on the unvaccinated? You know what I mean? Oh, dude. Well, they're doing the whole. <clears throat> that's the thing with Patriot Front we were talking about before, where. 
the GOP is trying so hard to convince right wingers of any persuasion that, you know, uh, the Democrats are the real racist and that there are feds out there trying to make the right look look like they're anti-Semitic or racist. That's why or Patriot Front was wearing masks. That's right. Exactly. Because of COVID, right? They're, they're masks. COVID cucks. Yeah. Never mind doxing. It's it's all COVID stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah God way. forbid you don't want uh, communists and... And people like that showing up at your place of work, where your family mm-hmm. lives, your parents. Yeah, God fucking forbid. God fucking forbid you learn any sort of lesson. It's, so mean, fu- it's funny because, like, even though... If they weren't feds, they would be locked up with the January 6th people. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were doing that that whole thing of just... Uh, they, they were doing the same thing, like... That's why the red versus blue shit is so frustrating, because the Republicans with the PF thing were doing the exact same thing that Antifa does. They were saying that, yep. oh, well, you guys are... Why aren't you showing your face, you fucking cowards? Like, okay, dude, like, if the people at January 6th had just, like, you know, covered the bottom half of their face, they probably wouldn't be in fucking jail, you know? That's right. Yeah, and it just goes to show that they're so far removed from any sort of actual political effectiveness that when they see our guys out there, Patriot Front out there, doing something, young men that are brave and in shape and well-organized, that they just cannot relate to that because, you know, whether it's because they're wearing khakis or, you know, oh God, how did they get these shields Mm -hmm. or these khakis or whatnot, that they're good-looking, you know, in good shape white men out there standing up for something. It's just like, it's another world for them. They just can't relate to it because they're in this just bullshit, like, you know, fake opposition uh, mindset, so. Yeah. Well, shoot, what else we got? It's been about an hour. What else we got? Oh, we got to do the John Stewart. The what? Go on, Bill. I was going to say real quick on that uh, um, Swatska guy on the bull. Yeah, uh, he look like he looks like Beetlejuice from Howard Stern. He don't look. <laughs> yeah, he does. Looks like oh, dude, he kinda do- no, you're right. He kind of does look like a nigger. Look at his hair. Yeah. He looks like he's wearing garbage bags like all over him. He looks like this hobo that used to walk around my hometown. Is this Justice yeah. Smollett's cousin? Is this <laughs> Black Jew? Is there a, is there a Subway sandwich anywhere in the, in the in the frame? That's, that's what's in that bag over. <laughs> that's right. Just got a couple a, of Subway sandwiches out of the trash. Got a backpack full of uh, you know buffalo chicken Subway sandwiches. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> smacking he and nigga lips. That does no. That's definitely a black dude. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's great, dude. I'm so happy about that. I love I love when black people do the swastika because it's the the best. Yeah, I hope he's one of the real Israelite guys. Like, I love those guys. Those those guys are my favorite. Yeah, the the best video, and it's you know everyone's everyone knows what video it is, but the the black Hebrew Israelites like taunting that like Jewish boy. Yeah, he's street. crying. He's like, how could you, looking, how could you dunking say that? on him about the you Holocaust? Yeah, yeah. He's like, the Holocaust was a joke. We know you Edomites. Yeah. Hey, hail Hitler! Hail Hitler! <laughs> <laughs> Wilhelm, what were you gonna say? Oh, we gotta do that. That, go. that John Stewart. Uh, oh John yeah, Stewart's a rabid anti-Semite. Oh, what happened? I missed this. Was this him? I heard he came out and said that we're gonna have to stop doing like affirmative action for hiring if we expect to compete with China. Which I was like, oh okay, that's interesting. Did oh you- no, no, I uh, I stumbled across a uh, 
apparently John Stewart has a YouTube channel called The Problem with John Stewart. Uh oh. Gotta check this uh, out. This is uh The Problem with Goblins, J.K. Rowling, <laughs> Harry Potter, and Jews. Yeah, it's him and two other guys. He's got some black guy and a guy that at least presents white. I think that he's also a Jew. I think it's important to say the nigger is like a flaming homosexual. Oh, he's a bug black at least. So they uh, they're discussing Gringotts Bank and and the goblins and Harry Potter and how John Stewart is very very concerned that if you portray any sort of creature as a uh, as hook nosed, sharp teethed, hand rubbing. Hand rubbing, <laughs> money, <punching>. yeah, gold <laughs> collecting. My God, you must be talking about Jews. Well, I mean, nobody said it, but John Stewart. Nobody, nobody even implied it, but John Stewart. Oh, course, that's people, sad. Have, people have come out and they've said, "Oh, you know these 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 goblins at Gringotts Banks. I mean, obviously they're Jews. Obviously, you look at them. They're they're hook nosed. They're they're money grubbing. They they control the banks." It's a classic projection shit we were talking about. I mean, they just, they see themselves in the meme and they can't stand it because they know how they are. Well, it's funny because like in the clip that uh, the other guy that like presents Wyatt, he was like, oh yeah, when I was like 11 reading Harry Potter uh, and I, you know, read the, the Gringotts saying I was thinking to myself, huh, this is kind of fucked up. Like really at, at 11, you were saying this, I mean. That very yeah. well may be true because there is an inherent like uh, to to Jew presenting creatures, um, but like yeah, it, it was just hilarious. He's saying like when he was a kid, he was he was thinking you know it's implying that he thought it was anti-Semitic as a child, as as if he knew what that was. Yeah, J.K. Rowling had a tweet recently. I saw I think on on poll where uh, <clears throat> she was saying you know like some sort of Orwellian reference, like War is Peace. Uh, you know, that person that just raped you with a penis is a woman, you know, and I just love like, I don't know about you guys, but I had some shit lib friends back in the day and they uh, fucking loved Harry Potter. And so for her to do that shit, it's just too funny. Like they have to deperson her just like, you know, now I personally, I still like Harry Potter. I, see, I do too. I, I, I enjoy it. It's not the most complicated fiction in the world. It's not yeah. it's not some big brain thing, but if you want to sit back and just spend two hours, put on a Harry Potter movie and just cut your brain off. It's mm -hmm. perfectly fine. It's a fun little adventure story for kids. But you know, I found this on I hate to say it, I found this on Reddit. <laughs> the comments were absolutely fucking hilarious. The top comment Harry Potter in the pamphlet about the secret cabal that controls our media. <laughs> Harry Potter in the secret goblin plot to replace pureblood wizards with mudbloods. <laughs> yes. That's good. Harry Potter and the exaggeration of the Holocaust. <laughs> Harry Potter and the it didn't happen. And if it did, it was exaggerated. And if it wasn't, then it was good. <laughs> Harry, Harry Potter, Potter and the hook-nosed gambit. <laughs> Harry Potter and the collection of Nazi memorabilia in my basement. Because I just really <laughs> like history, okay? That's right. <laughs> just really into World War II memorabilia, guys. Promise. Harry Potter and the Goblin question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never caught the Harry Potter bug. I, I went to see one of those movies one time with some friends, and I fell asleep. 
in the theater, which I never what a, do. What a chump. <laughs> I was more of a Lord of the Rings guy. I fell as, The only movie I fell asleep in the theater, I think, was Jurassic World. That movie was kind of garbage. Mm. But uh, no, the, I like I, I still like Harry Potter. It, like, it's a fun story. It's just like I have to blot, you know, and I read it when I was younger and I read it in like a week because I thought they were just, you know, it's an easy read and it's you blow through it because it is a good story. It's just uh, the whole like, you know, the, there's been, it's been so much uh, bullshit around Harry Potter, like making Dumbledore gay and all that shit. And then like the current fan base of Harry Potter are all, you know, like blue haired retards. But I mean, if you can like oh, yeah. just cut that off and just enjoy the story for what it is, then, uh, you know. It is a good story. It's it's a very good story for kids. My major disappointment with Harry Potter was that Emma Wat- Watson turned out to be this man-hating lesbian for how cute she is. It's just fucking enraging. She's got all sorts of quotes out there talking about men, how she doesn't like men, and you know, doing her feminist posting and shit. It's very she, sad. She looks sure, weird. I mean, she's got a big Damn. forehead. A big no, forehead. Fuck you, you're gay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think she's kind of hot, but she's a lesbian, though. She probably doesn't bathe, you know, how they are. Yeah. Yuck. What else we got, boys? Is that about it? I think it's about it. Uh, you guys that's got about something? it for me. I got some tendies fresh out the oven, ready to be. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Nice. What kind of tendies you got, bro? Oh, my God. We got these from Sam's Club. Mm. Holy shit, they're good. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, Nigler was doing the uh, Zaxby's tendies with the insane sauce earlier, apparently. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, the, is it the nuclear sauce or the, no, the one the in, step above the insane that? Sauce, the insane, insane sauce. Insane sauce? Yeah. It's that good, good. It's painful, and it's totally worth it. But um, anyway, this. signing off, uh, all of us at the pool cast. I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. I'm sure it's going to be the last one before Christmas. Uh, I hope you have wonderful holidays and everything. Uh, and thanks Merry for, Christmas, thanks everybody. Yes, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All right, all right, faggots. Settle down, settle down. Here, on this week's edition of A Field with Bill, whatever the fuck we're calling this, I'm going to break down for you boys how y'all are fucking up. See, I want to get out there and do some deer hunting, but y'all don't even know the first thing about deer. The problem is you got to learn your enemy, right? You got to know what makes them tick. And so that way you can figure out how best to get a hold of them and get them when they're most vulnerable. And let's be honest, a deer is your enemy. Never mind the fact that, you know, they're liable to step out in front of your wife's car while she's hurtling down the road at some ungodly speed with Taylor Swift blaring into the goddamn speakers. But just... The pure fact of their insolence and their hubris in the woods. Fuck those guys. Well, in order to get to know them better, you gotta start thinking like a deer. You gotta start living like a deer. And Well, even as I sit here before you boys now, I've got me a whole bowl with an array of turnips, radishes, some clover, all this shit. Yeah, I mean, I ain't got no choice, man. If I want to know the deer better, I gotta eat what deer eat. Boy, that's spicy.
<clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> see, well, everybody else is running around worrying about what camo pattern they got on or what kind of cover scent they're using. And the reality of the matter is, no, that matters. All that really matters is that you know your quarry, okay? Until you do, you ain't never gonna see nothing. You ain't never gonna do nothing. You gotta get down there on that level with them, okay? You gotta understand what it takes. You gotta chase your wife around the house for two weeks with a raging boner, non-stop, before you'll ever understand what it means to be in rut. And, you know, maybe you also have to be chased around the house for two weeks by some bigger dude with a boner <laughs> so that you'll know what a doe in a rut, what a doe in heat feels like. So that you'll know what a doe in heat feels like. But my point being, you got to know these things. You got you to gotta get in there and understand these motherfuckers. I eat acorns all the time. Do I like it? No. Are they delicious? Absolutely not. But is it is it required? Totally, 100%. Ain't no doubt. So, get to know your prey. Get to know what they do. And then you do it. Learn how they live. So that way you can live. To live off of them. Hell, I mean, niggers been doing it to us for years.